We've been taking a look and following some of the progress or some of the concerns with that giant wildfire in West Bank and the evacuation and states of emergency for West Kelowna, the West Bank First Nation, and parts of the city of Kelowna itself. In particular, this afternoon, we have learned that UBC Okanagan is being evacuated. Just before the break, we had a talk with our reporter just outside of, uh, well, in Kelowna itself, on the opposite side of West Kelowna, talking about what's happening with some of the fires that are north of Kelowna and in that area around the university campus. That's a concern. That's where you've got buses taking students away from the campus and off of that piece of property, which is quite large. You also have many residents around there, a golf course of note around that same area. All those areas right now are being cleared out as we're dealing with another fire. Well, Tom Wilson is the BC Wildfire Information Officer for West Kelowna, and he has been dealing with the fire that really grew in size overnight and, uh, well, six times in size. And that was possibly the worst news that the fire crews could have received because right now, my last count, we'll get a little bit of an update. It's about 70 square kilometers in size. That's not good. Tom Wilson, thanks for joining us. What is the very latest? Uh, well, we're actually right in a meeting now, just trying to get a, a an assessment of how the day has gone. So we're, uh, you know, thankful that the, the winds have are supposed to die down a bit tonight because that's been the, the, the driving factor between the, the fires happening and spreading. So, you know, we've got a lot of evacuations orders in and more are coming. Uh, we've got... So uh, as of midday today, we had 8,659 people evacuated and another 5,300 on alert. So, and and these numbers are already outdated. We've done hundreds of more evacuation orders and alerts since then. So, yeah. That's over the course of this afternoon, uh, more evacuation orders and alerts. Why is that? What's happening right now? It, it's just like the the fires shifted. It was going north, and then it's shifted south, and so there's a lot of really populated areas that are, you know, in the path if if it were to take off again. So yeah, the the alerts are in place so that people can make arrangements, and uh, and we don't have everyone leaving at the last minute. So. Tom, I'm going to touch on some very difficult questions here, and you may or may not have some answers for them. But do we have an idea of the loss of any homes at this point uh, confirmed, and do we know how many? We don't know how many, but yeah, we can confirm some structures have been lost. The problem right now is the smoke is so thick, it's difficult to even get an aerial kind of assessment of what's going on. So uh, yeah, we're, you know... Kind of waiting for it to to dissipate the smoke, and uh, um, but yeah, there's definitely been some some structures lost, and we'll we'll know more in the in the days ahead. The other thing that we're looking for, and possibly even a more difficult question, is what do we know about some of the rescues of the people that did not heed the evacuation orders that were reached by rescuers in West Kelowna? Uh, was there any loss of life? 
No, not that we're aware of at this point. But yeah, you're you're right. There was some scary moments for for the residents and the people rescuing them, and some had to <clears throat> be evacuated by boats. And and uh, yeah, it kind of puts other you know the the firefighters and other you know emergency people on in a you know delicate situation. And and uh, yeah, it's uh, you know that you. They don't issue these evacuation orders lightly. They're there for a reason, and uh, yeah, we wish people would heed them. Absolutely. Puts the lives of people in the area uh, themselves at uh, risk, but also the rescuers, those who are doing really great efforts, uh, puts them at risk too. What about uh, the other side of that is we hear from time to time stories about uh, drones in the area, people trying to get a look at what's happening. Obviously a very dangerous situation, Heard that this summer and heard some rumors about that happening this week. Have you heard anything more about that? I haven't in my, in my role. I know that um, uh, the smoke is so thick, I don't think they'd, they'd get to see very much anyway. But, uh, but yeah, even, um, you know, we considered using one ourselves just to try and get a, an assessment of the damage. And it, it was no no use. So hopefully, you know, People aren't wasting their time or, you know, getting in the way of, uh, you know, well, BC Welfare Service aerial, you know, efforts. Tom, I can hear in your voice and I know I've heard you before on air and uh, and I could hear that you're kind of breathing heavily. Is it tough? Can you sense the smoke right now? How are people dealing with that? Yeah, it's it's definitely you can, you know, feel it, see it, smell it and uh you know, I don't know how everyone else is is dealing with it, but you know, we've been we're in the in the e, in the emergency operations center here, and um, you know, we're not we're avoiding the outdoors as much as possible. So I think yeah, the air quality is is really really bad. Well, I don't want to take you away too long from that meeting that's underway with EOC and trying to uh, figure out exactly uh, what the update is, but when might we find out more information? Do you have any idea when it could be released publicly? Yeah, I'm going to say tomorrow morning at around 10, 1030. Okay. And that's understandable given, as you say, the amount of smoke in the area and some of the challenges with it. Uh, Tom, thanks so much for spending time with us and all the best to you and your team. Okay. Thank you. Appreciate it.